IT and cake. And cake? Oh, I love a nice bit of cake. With Warren Milburn, possibly the greatest, most fantastical business tech mind of our age. And Paul Greystoke, someone who until very recently believed IT to be a beverage invented by Apple. IT and Cake is a weekly podcast designed to help business owners increase productivity, solve tech problems, and spend less on their IT. Terms and conditions apply. Even though there are no terms and conditions. Just listen and enjoy. Yeah. Hello, welcome to IT and Cake, your fortnightly guide to all that is IT and business. I am joined, as usual, by Warren Milburn. Hi, Warren. Hello. Warren is the overriding um, knowledge base for everything IT on the whole of the planet Earth. Uh, nobody knows more than he does. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and every other tech expert sort of fails in comparison to the awe-inspiring presence that is Warren. Uh, and I am Paul. I'm the direct opposite of that. And people go, IT? Why is Paul talking about IT? What does he know? Well, I'll tell you. I know more than I did last week. And um, I'll talk about the IT. Paul, I'll talk about the cake. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> this particular episode is all about you business owners and what you need to do um, how tech savvy you need to be, because a lot of people think when they get managed services, then they don't need to worry about any of the IT techie stuff, and and it's just up to the the managed company. Um, so, how tech savvy do you actually need to be? I am a business owner, and um, I'm hiring monkey business IT, for example, um, to manage my services. Does that mean I just forget about technology altogether? I don't need to be tech savvy at all in the slightest because you guys do everything, as does every other tech company on the planet, and I don't need to worry about it. Maybe in the old way of doing things, you might have expected that. Um, in the new technology success provider model that we run, um, it's a different story altogether. Um, <clears throat> we, are, we do have certain expectations. Um, and the, these expectations are all about um, <clears throat> bringing you up to a level where you can use IT efficiently and productively to increase your profitability. And that's what it's all about, really. And um, you need to have <clears throat> a certain level of, um, of, of tech savvy, some IT savvy about you uh, when it comes to things like, um, for example, um, securing your network. Now, you might think, well, I just leave that to the IT guys and the cybersecurity guys and, mm -hmm. and such like. And that's all very well, but they can't be standing over watching over your employees' shoulders, you know, sort of uh, eight hours a day. Um, watching what they're doing, uh, clicking on links in emails uh, that they shouldn't really be clicking. Um, so it, it takes a little bit of training to get messages like uh, don't click links in emails where you don't know where it's come from messages. You don't, <clears throat> we don't need to be, we don't want to be standing over people's shoulders and monitoring what people are doing all the time. Another, and, and another example is where what we are trying to do in, in the TSP model 
is to drive down um, the cost of support for your business. Now, if you've got people who are relying on that support all of the time, it's a good indication that they're not well-trained enough to be able to use the tech, to be able to use the facilities that are, that are at their disposal mm. um, without a great deal of hand-holding. And of course, of course that hand-holding uh, by us in the TSP land or MSP land is, um, is expensive. You know, um, you may as well invest that money in some proper training with that person up front and then not have to worry about that. And uh, and then well, that, el- that helps all of us uh, because it helps us um, meet our targets in terms of driving down the cost of your support part of your contract. And it helps you because you're saving money. You're becoming more efficient. You're becoming more productive. Your staff are more efficient and productive in their use of IT and therefore you make more money. So in effect... Um knowing a bit about it is going to save me money as a business owner absolutely absolutely yes because it, it uh, the it uh, the, the it doesn't just penetrate in the middle where your tech people are where your sales team are where your marketing team are it actually permeates right the way through your business from the top to the bottom from the head to the toes like a nervous system in a body you know if the um, it's no good having an excellent um, an excellent nervous system that supplies the body and the legs and the arms without it supplying the head as well. Um, so it's really important. It's really important that um, that IT, while it permeates the business at all levels, is treated with a certain degree of um, reverence and respect at all levels as well. And um, and it's, it's, you know, too often the case that business owners try and sort of shirk a little bit of responsibility and pass that off onto other people when actually the need to, um, the, the still need to be able to use the IT um, they still need to be able to use it in a way uh, that's going to make them uh, more efficient, more productive and more profitable, just as is the case with all of their employees, regardless of where they are in the organization. OK, well, I'm going to play devil's advocate here a little bit. Go on. I mean, I kind of know the answer to this, but um, a business owner might turn around and say, well, if I've got to learn the IT, um, then what's the point in hiring somebody else to do it? What I've outlined is just the support element. So we're trying to drive down the amount of um, the amount of time we spend providing the com- the client company with support, um, reducing the amount of reliance they have on the support, um, and uh, because support is only one delivery area of the model, uh, you know there are five delivery areas of the model. Uh, one is um, support, which is obviously what we've just talked about. We're trying to drive that down as far as possible. Um, support happens when an alert takes place in managed services. So managed services are things like remote monitoring and management, cybersecurity, backups, and so on and so on. They are like the sort of SaaS programs that look after your network and do your backups and all that kind of stuff and allow us to, to do our jobs in terms of supporting people when they do need it. Now, any of those things might generate an alert that has to be picked up by the support department. The support department run with that. So there's two delivery areas. Third delivery area is technology alignment. And the technology alignment area is a one where um, our tech alignment manager will work with someone called the VCIO, which I'll come to in a minute, um, to make sure that your whatever technology you're going to employ in your business um, lines up with the business requirements. They're also the keeper of the standards because you can't have an efficient and productive workforce without a set of standards to work to. Um, and the technology alignment manager works uh, along those lines. 
um, the VCIO is the virtual chief information officer who works with your business owner, your um, chief exec, or whoever the, the main, the head honcho is uh, within the business. Um, to work out how the uh, how the business goals need to align with the technology goals or vice versa, the technology goals with the business goals, um, to make sure that everything lines up and uh, that everybody understands what they're supposed to be doing and, and that everything sort of runs smoothly and as, as according to plan, driving down that reactive element in the support and putting more emphasis on things like the management of that function rather than the actual function itself. So um, the management uh, takes place uh, with the VCIO, like I said, at chief executive level, uh, the technology alignment manager at director level, uh, the technicians uh, at the um, managed services and support level, and so on and so on. So there's four areas that we've covered so far. And the last area is professional services. So whenever um, a company needs um, an IT project completed, so maybe it's a it's a move a, a change of premises. Um, the a project would be initiated to plan and execute that change, that execute that move from one place to another of all of the IT, for example. Um, so there's five delivery areas that we're offering. So what you were talking about earlier on uh, at the start of this uh, this question was only covering one delivery area, and it's it's quite right that we should try and drive down. The cost of support because that's the most expensive part so really in essence because you you mentioned an awful lot there which actually is brilliant because that highlights <laughs> exactly what not just monkey business it but all comparable businesses that operate this uh, thing what they actually do for the business is what they bring to the table um and it also clarifies the fact that yes okay you need to have be a little bit tech savvy but you're not a technician <laughs> you know what i mean um, and because you're not a technician, you're not expected to do all of these different things. But I suppose, in a sense, could it be right in saying that by being tech savvy, we are not only saving money, but we're making uh, the the business IT company their lives a little bit easier because they're not coming out and and sort of putting out fires and yeah. But you know, it would it wouldn't make much difference whether it was. I mean, if if we were, if we were not driving down the cost of support, um, we'd be uh, forcing the client company to spend a lot of money unnecessarily yeah. in areas where they don't need to spend it. They wouldn't be as efficient as they could be. They wouldn't be as productive as they could be, and therefore they wouldn't be as profitable as they could be. Um, and that's the, that's the be all and end all of this. You know, it's all about making sure that those things happen for the client company, and. Um, and yes, it uh, uh, having tech-savvy people makes our life easier. But when it comes to how you how you achieve that, you've got to provide them with the training in the first place. And that's something else that we do, um, mm. is provide training to the staff on any of the IT that we put in, make sure that everyone's using the IT in an optimal way, uh, that everybody has you know access to documentation, has access to, you know, sort of ready reckoners or, you know, tables mm. and data whatever it is the need uh, we have to make sure that that's the case so uh, we don't want to be spending time mm. hand-holding people through very basic it stuff basically so um uh, so there has to be a sort of minimum uh, entry point really for staff and that's really i guess it just it's, it's going to change from organization to organization and how how uh, deeply the it penetrates within that company they could only need uh, a basic level of it literacy 
you know, which they'd get at school or college or on a night class or whatever. And that would be enough. But in other organizations, you know, you're going to need something a little bit more than that. Um, and, it, you know, you have to have a minimum requirement when people come into your organization about where they where they are with tech you know, and then be provide and then be prepared to invest in those people to make sure that they can use the technology that we put in to make you more efficient. I keep saying it, I'm banging the drum all the time, more efficient, more productive and more profitable. There will be will of course be these business managers out there um, who aren't techno lovers, the more technophobes, and they'll be going, Well, I can't do this. I don't want to I, I you know, my 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 expertise is in um, making uh, sandwiches or uh, on a on a grand scale uh, for loads of different coffee shops and delivering those. That's what I'm I'm good at. But um, you know, what do you say to those people who who are more sort of afraid of technology and and they just want to get on with the job as to what what specifically they would need? And I suppose really it comes down to um, the quality of the IT that we put in in the first place. So. Um, if um, if we gave them something that they weren't going to be able to use and we know that they wouldn't be able to use it, then that's our fault. And it's, you know, the, the business's fault as well because, you know, they've chosen the wrong hardware, they've chosen the wrong software, they've chosen whatever incorrectly for whatever reasons because of cost mm. usually. Um, but uh, if, you, um, if you misinvest in your IT, then uh, you will have these problems. And, um, and that's true. Uh, and it also comes down to the quality of the training that we provide for to be able to allow people to um, use the IT in the best way that they can. Um, we're simply trying to make um, mm. people's lives easier, not harder, you know, um, and that's all we that's all IT has ever promised. It hasn't always delivered on that. Um, but um, if you want if if as a business owner, you want your operation to run um, smoothly as smoothly as possible. Um, over the longest period of time possible uh, and you want it um, you want to be efficient productive and profitable if you want to be all of those things um, <laughs> then you have to make a commitment to um, to making sure that your staff are properly trained that everybody's happy with what it is they're using and um, you know and it's it's down to people like the VCIO who works with the chief exec or the business owner whoever the, the main decision maker is um, to work out um, what's going to be the easiest thing for these people to use whilst still satisfying the business goals. Um, so that comes down to the VCIO and the, the technology alignment manager as well to an extent on how that works. Um, now, you start off at a very basic level with your, with your standards that the technology, um, mm -hmm. the techn technology alignment manager um, keeps um, you start off at a very basic level with, you know, something like cyber essentials as a set of standards, which is, you know, it's not hard. It's not rocket science. Mm. It's very easy to follow. And then you just build up from there. And it's not a better case of be, becoming uh, more tech savvy in a sort of vertical way. It's about becoming more tech savvy in a sort of uh, horizontal way. You know, you learn more about a, a greater deal of stuff. You don't need to have a degree in computer engineering or IT uh, to be able to work the software. Uh, you, and that should be the case and software is becoming yep. better and better all the time it's becoming more intuitive user interfaces and user experience is a massive mm. massive field in software engineering now you know the software is getting better it's becoming easier to use it's targeted at the right people in the right kinds of places in organizations and if we got that wrong that would be our fault 
But we don't, do we? So, <laughs> so what about what about companies that we don't already have IT systems in place? So you're not going in there and choosing the IT systems for them because they've already got them. But you look at the IT systems and go, do you know what? <laughs> They're not doing the job, or you've you've chosen a very complicated thing to do here, or but they, you know, they're used to using these uh, systems, which is something that you will encounter. What what do you say to those people? Well, first up, um, <clears throat> if we got into that situation where um, uh, we are looking at a company's uh, infrastructure after we've already signed contracts. Mm. Um, then something's gone wrong there, desperately wrong, because um, we'd have, as a, as a TSP, we'd have a minimum set of standards as well. So a company would have to have reached a certain level of maturity uh, with us for us to be able to consider them as a client in the first place. Okay. Um, so that's, that's the first thing. The second thing is, so, so basically when we go in, we already know what, what we're facing, mm-hmm. you know, and we wouldn't, we wouldn't, um, uh, put ourselves through the pain or the client through the pain of having to transition their entire infrastructure if it was going to be just too painful and too dangerous and too expensive to do mm. you know that would put pressure on their business it would put pressure on our business and um, nobody would end up a winner on that one mm. um, so um, where we where we think that there are um, possibilities for migration of um, of technology uh you know, to a to a better system or a better set of systems or whatever. Um, that would be uh, that would be between the tech alignment manager and the VCIO again, who would work together to produce a migration path, a transformation path. Um, you'll hear it termed digital transformation and things like that these mm-hmm. days. You know, uh, it's a buzzword that's going around at the moment: digital transformation, digital transformation. You know, it's but what it what it means really is uh, getting from point A to point B in terms of your tech and making sure that it um, meets uh, meets the standards and also meets um, with the, aligns with the um, the company's goals. So that's that's basically what the VCIO and tech alignment manager do between them. And um, so we have a set of standards that we start off with right at the start. Um, and uh, the first job really, or one of the first jobs is to make sure that everybody in the organization meets those sets of standards. And that could be as simple as cyber essentials, mm-hmm. um, possibly GDPR. And then once they get a bit more ambitious, um, maybe the ISO uh, standards, mm-hmm. you know, it's not just a case of saying, do you meet the standards? It actually involves some training as well, you know, to make sure that people, um, uh, people can observe the standards, can sort of say, yes, we do conform to those standards. And we have um, another role called the VCM, the Virtual Compliance Manager, whose job it is to make sure that once um, standards have been set, that people are either working towards those standards or have have reached to those standards. And, um, you know, for people who don't need to use IT very much or use it in a very limited way, then obviously they don't need to know um, as much as someone working in a tech role within the accounts department or something. I don't know. me as a business owner, I'm automatically thinking, if I run a big organization, how much do I personally need to be IT? Do I need to know everything that everybody else knows? No, absolutely not. I mean, it's like, um, it's the same question as, um, you know, when you're kind of starting out in business and you're wearing all the hats and then you suddenly realize that you're not an, an expert on accountancy you know, and you're not an expert on IT and you're not an expert on everything apart from running a business. 
you you can wear all the hats to a certain extent, but it soon becomes untenable. Um, there's simply no. too much to keep in there. So um, absolutely, and it's the same. It's the same answer to your question, really. It's um, no, you don't need to know everything. Um, you delegate those. You delegate people to uh, to have and acquire that knowledge, and you retain them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So as your team grows. Um, and your compliance grows too. Um, so, so does your so does your reliance and your need um, for for your staff to be tech savvy in their own individual departments, in their own spheres. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the, you know the the business owner doesn't need to be an expert uh, welder. Mm. You know, just to pluck an example out of the air, to be able to run a welding business, you know, they don't need to be an expert in any of the things that they've employed people to do because they employed the people mm. to do them. Mm. You know, they employ people to do those things that they can't do. Um, they, they do what they, everyone, everyone has to play to their strength, don't they? You know? Mm. Um, and in a business growth uh, sphere, even getting away from it temporarily, um, your business isn't going to grow. If, if you, if you are the business, <laughs> it's, it's got a very definite and very, very short ceiling, hasn't it really? Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I think um, by the time you get to to using uh, a brilliant company such as Monkey Business IT, um, you've grown to such an extent one would imagine that uh, you you can benefit from our help and and the training therefore that goes along with it. How much can people expect to pay for said training? Training. Yeah. Um, training can be expensive. Mm -hmm. Um, and depends, it's like how long is a piece of string. It could be that you only have like a handful of staff who need to be trained in some very basic levels of IT. Okay. Which cost you hundreds, possibly um, in the low thousands to train a few people to do some stuff with Word or whatever, you know, right mm -hmm. up to, um, right up to, you know, high level, high levels of savvy required within various departments on how mm. to, I don't know, produce accounts or whatever using the latest software or mm. whatever. You know, I mean, it's not rocket science, but, you know, it does it does need a, a bit more of an investment in terms of the training to be able to do that. Um, mm. And, you know, when it comes down to, um, when it comes down to that, there's a question of budget as well, isn't there? You know, yeah. it's, um, have you, you know, how much, how, <laughs> it's quite often the case you can say to a company, well, how much have you set aside for marketing for the next 12 months? And they'll be able to tell you, you know, the business mm. owner will be able to tell you how much they spend on marketing. Um, they tell you how much they spend on, on plant and, and, and infrastructure and all this kind of mm -hmm. stuff. But as soon as you say, um, how much have you budgeted for your IT? All of a sudden, it's eyebrows up and uh, how much of a, <laughs> <laughs> a desolate wasteland. <laughs> it's, yeah. The eyes glaze over, you know, um, mm. and that's, because of that old trope that I keep coming out with. Um, it's the, you know, business owners or decision makers uh, really treating IT as a service to the business and a pure cost when really they should be seeing it um, as a core function of the business, like the nervous system of the business. As an investment. And a revenue generator, not a cost to the business. And mm. if you want something to be a revenue generator, you have to invest in it. Absolutely, yeah. You know. And so if, if, you're, if you are um, talking about budgets, which you would be as the VCIO talking to the chief exec of the company, you're talking about budgets, then you need to, you need to make sure that training is included in that. And, you know, training can be expensive. Okay. 
Right. Do you think we deserve a plug? I think we do. Right. As a business owner, I should use Monkey Business IT to help my staff become acquainted with how to use their programs properly and to use, to run my business properly in the most efficient way possible because... Because you just said it. It'll allow them to be more efficient, more productive, and therefore more profitable. Man. There you go. <laughs> and Monkey Business IT is all about that. We're all over that. So... So thank you very much, Warren. It has been a pleasure, as always, speaking with you. Thank you, Paul. So it's, it's always a pleasure. Good stuff. This is now goodbye from me. And goodbye from him. We shall see you next time. <laughs>